Thank you for downloading this podcast from BJOG with Deputy Editor-in-Chief John Thorpe. After a month or two of editing the British Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology, one is quickly impressed by the paucity of high-quality research done in gynecology, particularly how few clinical trials are submitted. Roy Pitkin, in a 1987 editorial in Obstetrics and Gynecology, Wither Gynecology attributed this lack to the pervasive trend towards some specialization that was coming to fruition in women's health. Over and above that phenomenon, in which gynecology is now participating with subspecialization in urogynecology, minimally invasive surgery, and family planning, or a lack of extramural funding for women's health, reliance on intermediate outcomes, and a lack of outcome standardization. If there is little for the gynecologist to read, then their practice will naturally be esoteric and variable, bringing to mind a quotation from William Oetzler. It is astonishing with how little reading a doctor can practice medicine, but it is not astonishing how badly he may do it. The British Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology is committed to providing high-quality evidence to our readers. In the September issue, we are publishing three randomized control trials, all pertinent to day-to-day gynecologic practice. While far from perfect papers, each shows progress in our fields. We anticipate receiving even better-performed trials in the future and see this crop of papers as the first fruits harvested at the beginning of summer. In this issue, Chung and colleagues from Hong Kong look at the differences in ovarian reserve after laparoscopic ovarian cystectomy of endometriomas, comparing a hemostatic sealing to electrocoagulation. They found that sealant was superior to coagulation, on the only unilateral measure of ovarian reserve, which is antral follicle count, from the same ovary undergoing resection. In addition to this hint that sealant may be better at fertility preservation, our readers are given a cogent discussion on the clinical assessment of ovarian reserve in the accompanying mini-commentary. Wadar puts their results into a broader context discussing alternative techniques like intracorporeal suturing and the profound question of whether incidental endometriomas should be resected or managed conservatively. In the second randomized control trial, Redosa and colleagues from Germany compare intra-abdominal low and high pressures in women undergoing laparoscopic hysterectomy. Carbon dioxide was insufflated to achieve pneumoperitoneum. Lower insufflation pressures culminated in less abdominal and shoulder pain and less need for postoperative analgesia. There were no difference in safety outcomes noted between the two groups. As with the previous article, British Journal readers are provided with a valuable mini-commentary on the pathophysiology of laparoscopy-induced pain and analgesia. Vergutz and Sanger also suggest humidified nitrous oxide as an alternative to carbon dioxide. 
Last but not least, Xi and colleagues from mainland China report a randomized trial to compare intermittent balloon insufflation to intrauterine Foley catheter for five to seven days after hysteroscopic treatment of Asherman syndrome. The women in the experimental group received additional balloon dilation of the uterine cavity two and six weeks after the initial surgery. Second and third look hysteroscomies were performed four and eight weeks postoperatively to assess adhesion formation. By third look hysteroscopy, adhesion reformation was significantly lower in the intermittent balloon group. There was no difference in achieving pregnancy between the two groups in the year following. Both Osler and Pitkin would be proud. Our contributors have given our readers solid evidence to consider, digest, and inform their clinical practice. Vexing and practical clinical problems have been addressed with rigorous experimental studies. Investigators have new hypotheses to test and pilot data to use in their sample size calculations. Those creating core outcome sets are provided new insights into the weaknesses and strengths of various measures. May the harvest continue and grow. Thank you for listening to this podcast from BJOG. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.